In the recording studio today, this is Alex with The Skeptic. Today is June 16th. I'm going to talk about the David Icke and Brian Rose interview that I saw today. It was pretty interesting. I'd like to look at the comments at the end to see what, what people's opinions are on the, the whole interview. Uh, talking about the Black Lives Matter. And there was this, uh, I don't know if it was a Mormon or Jehovah's Witness. But he, was, he was talking about how Satan is, is trying to deceive us. And he gives us all these quotes from the Bible, the scriptures. And I was actually part of a church for, for a while, three years. You know, I was kind of brainwashed into that. So when I see that, it, it kind of brings back memories. And I don't want people to be sucked into that again. You know, I don't want people to, to be brainwashed and to be deceived in this way because it causes more harm than good. I saw a lot of... Um, divisiveness within my family between me and my family so when I saw that I had to respond I, I said you know I responded with uh, with Genesis I believe it's 11 Genesis, Genesis 11 6 through 7 where it says that you know the people were building a tower of Babel and I think that that's that's where the name Babylon came from I believe um, and God saw that anything they would be doing, and the Bible says this, anything they would do would not be impossible for them. Everything they set their mind to, they would accomplish. God said that, right, in the Bible. And you would think that's a good thing. You would think that God wants that, right? But then again, the next sentence was... So then the gods decided to divide them by scattering them across the lands and creating confusion among their languages. So that's what I responded with. I said, why would God want any confusion and divisiveness within the human race? That sentence, that scripture in itself proves that there are other forces writing the Bible, if anything. I'm not saying the Bible's all wrong or all good or all bad. There's, there's gray areas, but we got to take things with a grain of salt, you know. I, and instead of blaming Satan, there's people in the world. There's, you know, whatever you want to call them, there's evil people who want to take care, take control of the world for their own benefit and people just follow like sheep they listen to the bible and take every word for it literally or, or symbolically you know i mean symbolically that that's a little safer to play it that way right but they they follow it to their lives and then they'll they'll die for it and that that actually causes a lot of division within um within the human civilization. So my point is we need to take the Bible with a grain of salt. We can't take its word for it. Obviously, it's even the Bible says it. 
you know, it's trying to cause confusion and and does not want us to accomplish what we set our minds to. So when we see that, we we got to ask ourselves, are we setting out to be the best that we can be as a human civilization? Or are we going to censor ourselves and, and divide ourselves even more because the Bible says we should? So this interview is pretty interesting. You know, I got a different viewpoint of the whole situation. You know, I knew there was something fishy about the timing and, and the whole uh, riots and everything. You know, one, one good point that David Icke uh, had mentioned was that George Soros, he's pretty much a Democrat, he was funding these riots. He was funding people... Uh, if they got arrested, he he would he would bail them out. And I started questioning, okay, why would he do that? And uh, he he has a lot of reasons to do that. First of all, he he wants to defund the police. Why would he want to defund the police? Well, he has nothing to lose there. Right, he has his own bodyguards, his own security force. If the police is defunded, anarchy will will most likely just spread out throughout the country within the night. You know, people will loot, people will break into houses, they'll rape, kill, whatever they want to do. You know, uh, obviously there's going to be the good people, you know, with good intentions. They're trying to protect themselves and their homes and their families. Uh, but then again, there's going to be people who just who are going to want to break in and, and rape, kill, steal, anything if there is no police. And anarchy is going to break. It's going to break out. And that's how... You divide and conquer. You divide and conquer by setting the middle class and the lower class against each other. When in reality, these people, the 1%, whatever you want to call them, these people in power, they're getting the benefit from it. What happens when the business can't repair put their business back together they there's only so many loans they can take out you know some businesses small businesses are barely hanging on and something like this will will destroy them so what do they do when what do the banks do when they can't pay off their their lease or you know or pay off their their loans they usually have something, some collateral, and that means either land or, or house or, or their business. So that's what the 1% has to gain. They have everything to gain and nothing to lose. So we have to question ourselves, what are these motives when people are funding something so terrible? You know, why would somebody want violent protesters? 
they know they're not peaceful. Not saying that that all protesters are violent, but the, the ones he's funding, obviously he knows they're going to be violent. You know, the, the, this leads to violence if you're just going to bail them out. You know, he, he knows that. These people are not innocent. They're not looking out for black people. They're not looking out for the middle class, lower class. That's why he's in this position. You know, people are so ignorant of the fact. So another good point David Icke made was why now? Why why was this George Floyd such a big deal now? After all the all these other murders and uh racist racism within the police department. Why now, right? And whether or not it was orchestrated, we don't know. But uh they sure as hell took advantage of it. Right, just as a magician would hide a hand, or would create a distraction with one hand to hide what he's actually doing in the other, it's an illusion. It's all smoke and mirrors, is what it is. You know, I think uh, people were waking up to what was going on with the COVID nineteen. They knew it was a big hoax. At least uh, some people, some people started to question the narrative. You know, things didn't make sense. Things didn't add up. Why are the liquor stores open and you got to walk shoulder to shoulder with somebody looking for a bottle of wine? You're not keeping your distance indoors. But yet when you're out in the beach, you got all this free space. How how does that make sense? They close down the beaches, the nature trails, uh, the fitness areas, the gyms. They close that down. You know, something that's going to benefit people. Benefit people from depression, anxiety, domestic abuse, suicides. All the things that are going up right now. That's actually going to benefit people. Not alcohol. So people started questioning that, right? People started questioning, when are we going to go back to work? You know, people are losing their, their jobs. People are losing money because they can't open up at full capacity. So what is their agenda? What is Mayor Lightfoot's agenda? Did she get paid underhand? Just like Mayor Daly got paid underhand or overhand with the privatization of the parking, of road parking, Chicago parking, right? That's what happened. Chicago police were issuing citations for parking violations. And then... The whole industry got privatized. It got sold to a private company. Now they do the citations. Not the police department, not the city. It's been privatized. So it's all it all comes down to money. And how do they privatize the beach? Well, we gotta look at the past, right? We gotta look at uh prohibition. 
alcohol was dirt cheap before prohibition. Then they made it illegal. You know, and, and Al Capone had his reign. And and they realized, okay, people are going to do it regardless. You know, they they want this. Even the police were in on it. And they knew it. They knew people were, were going to want it. But the reason to make it illegal is to then make it legal and then tax, increase the tax on it. They can't increase the tax on something if it's first not illegal. People will question, why are you raising the taxes on it? Same thing happened with marijuana, cannabis. Right? They made it legal, but you, you still can't grow weed in your house. That's illegal. How is that possible? Right? It's, it's something that's natural. Well, they, they want to tax it. That's why. They don't want to lose money. You know, now you, you can't even get a permit without having uh, acres of land and, and the processing plant and, and being able to send a, sell it within the same facility. You know, in order to do that, you're going to have to invest uh, thousands and thousands of dollars, which the average Joe doesn't have. But who does have that? Millionaires, you know, people who have um, their their ways of their their um, their buddies to help them out, right? And we're seeing that now with ayahuasca and and psilocybin, these DMT drugs that are supposed to help us with uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD are illegal and and FDA knows that that it's going to help people but first they want to they want to make it illegal make this big fuss about it and and make it an evil drug even though it's natural so that then then they could do research on it and make it legal and tax it Tax the shit out of it, just like they did with alcohol, just like they did with weed. Now they're going to do it with these plant medicines, ayahuasca and psilocybin, something that's natural. You know, how how do you tax something that's natural? Make it illegal first. Brainwash people to make make them think it's bad, and then tell them it's good. But you're going to tax it. So what do you? How do you make money off the beach? Tell them it's illegal. Tell them it's bad for their health. That they're gonna get sick from other people, right? And then pass it on to somebody, sell it, privatize it, privatize the beach, privatize the the trails, and then they can make money on that. By selling that, privatizing it, you know, and who gets the the blunt end of the stick? The taxpayers. You know, now you have to pay to get in the beach. It's no longer free. Nature is no longer free. Just like uh, Mayor Daly did with the parking situation. He sold the streets. Something that the taxpayer was paying for and now it's been privatized so that's where we're heading 